Okay, hello, Dorian. Hello, Eloise, and everyone out in podcast land. Podcast land. Still like Teletop land in my head. (laughs) Well, everyone, welcome to Dose of Truth, and today Eloise has something interesting to share with us when it comes to manipulation. I'm very excited to hear her words of wisdom. Well, I think you might need to intro how we got here. Well, we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about expectations and how those expectations would uh, well, you continue. Oh great, thanks. <laughs> so we were we were just chatting about what's been going on in the last week and what we could talk about. And you started mentioning you'd had a client and expectations had come up and I'm like, Oh, expectations would be a great topic and you know. And then you linked it back to manipulation. And I can't remember how you did that. Well, because you're manipulating reality. I didn't actually clarify it. Oh, okay. You would be manipulating uh, reality in, um, well, in concordance with your expectation. And you said it would manifest uh, your reality. So let's say somebody has a belief, an underlying, maybe unconscious belief, doesn't matter, that life is suffering. Do you remember that? Yes. Sorry, I thought you were going to explain. <laughs> no, I want you to do it. That was, it was <laughs> no. your, it was your <laughs> I thought you were going off on a tangent. No, yeah. So, um, so when I'm teaching some of the stuff I teach, I end up teaching quantum physics. And from a quantum physics perspective... You know, everything is just possibility. If we go down to, you know, the table that I'm leaning on, you know, it's 99% nothing. And just a few electrons and photons and all this kind of stuff. And yet we perceive it as real. So we collapse down like infinite possibility because those molecules, those electrons, those photons could be a pigeon or a car or a, but I expect it to be a table. So when I come into my room, <laughs> all of the bits collapse down to being a table and I can push on it and it pushes back on me. And to all intents and purposes, it's real and, and it is. But yet, 99% of everything is nothing. And so in everything in life, whatever we expect, so our belief systems, our uh, strong opinions on how the world are, be it conscious and subconscious a lot of the time, it collapses things down to being what we expect. So, okay, so, uh, so the yeah. one I have a hard time understanding is you go into a strange house you've never been in. Yeah. And there's all this furniture and objects. Um uh, maybe dust or yeah, you know. What, what? So how does that? How does that happen? Like, well, why would I see because, that particular table that I've yeah, never seen they, before? They've done some interesting experiments on this, but the thing is, someone put it there, so that knowledge gets locked into kind of universal consciousness as an expectation. So you feed into that data when you go into that matrix if you like into that room but they have done some uh experiments that i've heard of i haven't seen read the detail of it 
where they had a table in the middle of a room and they measured where the table was and they just brought stranger after stranger into the room. And everybody that came into the room, the table actually moved to where they expected it to be, which was, you know, and that could be like minute nanometers. But the more people that came in with an expectation of where the table was, um, they collapsed it down and the table didn't move anymore. So if someone has put things in place and they've designed a room, that knowledge of what's in it and where it should be kind of gets added to the data of kind of universal consciousness that we tap into because we are it, we live it. And then we kind of just pick that up when we go into a strange house or a room. You pick up that knowledge of other people. Does that right, so that, that almost ends up where I would go is, well, I don't want to get jump ahead, but yeah, the, the idea that it's an expectation may not be an expectation. It's already what is. So you're already picking up where that table mm-hmm. needs to be. Yes, some people might see it. You're saying based on their expectations or that table is already there or it's not there? Well, it is there, but it's going to... The possibility is that it's going to shift around because it can't disappear unless someone... Like all knowledge of that table dissipates. (laughs) And we look a room up for hundreds of years, I don't know. Um, you know, the chances are it's still going to be there. So that, that is, the table persists. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm helping. Yeah, no, you are. It's, it's just that I don't, um, that when I look at an expectation, I see it very differently than what is. So what oh, is? Oh, I see what you mean. Well, if we it, remove ourselves from tables, that might be easier to. Talk. Oh, not so much because <laughs> you brought up you brought up life is suffering. Uh, yeah. And, and you know that that might be the expectation that you said it was an expectation. I would say is is um, is a belief system about life, and then you mentioned that they would look for validation, they would confirm it, they'd look for well, evidence, right? Because, but I yeah. would see it more as not not just, um, no, 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 where am I going? We're looking at manipulation, right? Mm. So if we're manipulating, um, manipulating ourselves, then you could say our expectations could manipulate us. Or my unconscious could manipulate my reality. Or, yeah. uh, you know, one of the things during this period of lockdown mm-hmm. and uh, people's, uh, and I was thinking of practitioners especially, but also high sensitive people and how much they're picking up from the collective, right? And that actually can manipulate how we feel. Yeah, it can manipulate our level levels of exhaustion. Yeah, it can. So it, it's what is. So what I was thinking of is there's a delineation but, between my expectation 
my belief and what is. That's what I was thinking of delineating here. I think we agree. It's not. Yeah, a, no, I think we do no agree. Disagreement. It's just yeah. to kind of um, bring different ways of perceiving mm. uh, how we manipulate, and then you could say, well, then what is reality, right? Yeah. <laughs> what is what is it? Well, you know, you could say it doesn't. It's not even it's in front of us. Ninety-nine percent nothing. Yeah, it's, it's all data. space. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, that is not our experience. I'm not yeah. sitting here in a in a nothing room without a body and without a voice. My experience is that there's a body. Yeah. How I how I perceive my experience in my body may be biased uh, by my own perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. That could be biased. Or do I, do I experience my body as it is? I doubt it. Yeah. I really doubt it. You know, because I don't know which one is the one. Because right? yeah. in, in every given moment, I'm experiencing my body in a different way. You know, if I, yeah. if I have the right amount of fluid and the right amount of vitamins and the right amount of sunshine and the right amount of sleep... Um, I can feel really great upon wakening. So that's an example from this morning. You know, I woke up um, early. I decided to uh, to test out what it would be like to be without a painkiller because I can't stand them. And uh, so, of course, I woke up at 4 a.m., you know, chipper. Um, pretty amazing, right? Yeah, because you're excited. Like, every day I wake up kind of, <laughs> you know, can I get my pillow off the bed? You know, my head off the pillow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, you probably <laughs> can I, get your pillow you know, off I the start, bed. <laughs> yeah, kind of start to move and, you know, kind of generate some energy, but the head's always foggy and, you know, pretty terrible. Whereas today it's like, oh, head's ready to get up. But the body didn't follow. Yeah. Right? The body was like, ah, you're not, you're not, you're a bit draggy there, so... You know, am I detoxing? How, is there more pain than usual? I don't even know. That's, that's again, perspective. Yeah. I, half the time, I don't even know how I'm, I'm experiencing this body. When we're young, we seem to just jump out of bed and bounce around. But then you get older and things happen, and you just don't have the same experience from mm. moment to moment. So which is my real body? I have no idea. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I would like the real one to be when I was 20, but uh, that's not necessarily <laughs> That's not your experience at the moment, at the moment. yeah. But, but also uh, people you. experience our bodies differently based on what we're projecting. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, which I always find fascinating. Well, is it dependent on what we're projecting or is it dependent on also what their... Yeah, their filters their as well. Is? Yeah. And then there's the collective. So, you know, it, it one of the things that fascinates me, this hasn't happened for a while, but I do recall it, where, you know, I can, can wake up and feel like, wow, everything's so in its place. I, I look in the mirror and I go, wow, you look so good, you know, belly's nice and taut and you, you look good <laughs> and then uh, go off, have a cup of coffee, you know, walk around a bit, go by the same mirror 
And you're like, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) You see this fat, drooping belly. And and I'm like, what happened to that person five minutes ago? And I'm like, I'll trim it. (laughs) I pass by the mirror and I go, well, you look good today. And then pass by it five minutes later. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on there, right? (laughs) What's going on in my my perceptions there? Yeah. Yeah. I was so being funny. in joy for too long. I need to go back to suffering. Hey, belly, do something different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I can't say that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just had that good feeling. It can't get any better than that. So now we got to go yeah. downhill. Yeah. Which could be, you know, one of yeah, the... it could be an underlying belief. Sure. Can be. <laughs> can be. Can be. Yeah. But like, the, the thing that would be problematic, I think, is all right, so we don't really know what reality is. The no. manipulation is is that involvement with our thoughts. Like if I go by the mirror and I look nice, I go, Oh, that looks nice, then go by and you look all fat and slovenly. And you're like, It's funny. It's kind of funny, yeah. right? Um because I, I yeah. know my perception earlier, and I know the perception now, so it's quite, quite humorous. But uh, that was not always that way. <laughs> That's clear that I, I wasn't always that way. Uh, it was extremely uh, disappointing, and disappointment is um, clearly unmet expectations. Mm. And uh, you know, I go into a spiral. Whereas now it's like, okay, you look funny. I'm like, I wonder what it's going to be like in two hours from now. Will I be different? Yeah. You know, and I would go back and test it. And it was almost like a funhouse mirror. You know, I could <laughs> back an hour later. It's like, oh, you look like this now. And then, you know, an hour later, it's like, okay, you look like that now. And it would just, it just keeps shifting and changing. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's this big surprise, like, oh my God. You gained three thousand pounds since uh, <laughs> last five you know, twelve minutes. o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> In forty minutes, wow! And then you know, the day would go on and uh, take a nap, uh, you know, which I rarely do. But uh, let's say you did come back, and you're like, oh, you, <laughs> you lost five thousand pounds now. Uh, or you grow an extra nose yeah you've got an extra limb or what this is the thing i mean the fact that things can change so quickly it's bonkers because it really is it boggles the mind but we often aren't boggled because we get so involved with our thoughts that we're not boggled well this is the full rationale right this this full-on well, you know, I was deceiving myself or I was holding my belly in or maybe I was looking at myself from a particular angle. Yeah. And let me try that angle again and you try and you obviously disprove your theory that from that angle I'm going to look thinner, from this angle I'm going to look fatter and it doesn't change, right? Mm. I love that, trying to get back the look you had an hour ago and you can't (laughs) (laughs) just can't it doesn't matter what angle you take what you do it just doesn't change right so So, it it really it really allows you to kind of go well wait a minute my perceptions are not necessarily real yeah but a lot of people 
will have an expectation that things won't change. So they won't see those differences when they look in the mirror. Because change can be scary for a lot of people. They want everything to stay the same. So their expectations and things get more and more locked down. They're trying to control everything and they probably wouldn't even notice. Okay, so when you're saying they won't notice, what won't they notice? Well, they'll just see what they always see. Uh, Until they don't anymore. Yeah, and I, I just would doubt that because we do see more wrinkles. Yeah, but not normally on the same day. It's like, no. oh, I remember, so okay, a random thing happened. This was probably about 10 years or so ago. You did a session for me. I can't remember if we were together or if it was online. And the next morning I woke up and I looked in the mirror and my hair had changed colour. And I was <laughs> looking at my hair going... Uh, and I remember messaging you and you went, oh, yeah, that's perfectly normal. I went, oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's like, And it's happened about five times since where my hair just changes colour. Like it gets darker, which is hilarious because, you know, the rules are I should be going great by now. Um, so, and like, but I'm open to observing those changes. Does that make sense? Whereas some people would go, oh, no, my hair can't change colour and they wouldn't even witness that. Well, why I'm I'm kind of looking at this, and I mean, mm. anecdotal evidence is not going to help us um, because maybe you perceive something different from people who who don't see those changes. And yes, if we're being very specific to um, you know people not seeing a physical change, or because you know it's clear that uh, someone can get a body talk session and say nothing has changed, nothing has changed, nothing has changed, and then you point it out and they will see yes. something has changed. Yeah. Um, or my other favorite example, I mean, we could go through a, a variety of them. Um, and, I, and I'm talking about people who are terrified of change, right? They don't, yeah. want, they want, don't want change to occur. And I, I agree, most, I think the only thing we actually know is that life is going to change, yet we're, you know, resistant to change. Yeah, we don't want it. Scary. <laughs> I no. like things to be the same every day when I wake up. Yeah, and I think most people would say, no, I don't want everything to be the same, but I don't want the terrifying things to change. Like, yeah. I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose my money. I don't want to lose my youth. I don't want to lose my health. I don't, you know, those are things that, that obviously... Mm. You know, are are, are um, motivating factors in this. I don't want things to change, and then there's also this expectation. Now I'm jumping a little bit, but when we have expectations, and part of those expectations are are based in um, a lack of, let's say, well, lack of perceiving reality. Yeah. Right, so if we don't perceive reality as it is, we don't notice the changes that are consistently going on all the time. Like, you don't notice the tree that's grown, right? You don't notice the flower that's grown. Or all of a sudden you go, wow, look, the leaves are all out. Or, 
Um, or if you're one of those people who's looking really closely and you, you noticed every bud, like I'm looking across the street now and I could see these trees that are budding. You know, I've, I've been going out every single day. I planted nasturtium seeds. I go out every day to see if they're okay. And ugh, those squirrels went in and dug them up. Oh. So I had to replant them in and made them all nice. They've been sitting there all nicely. And I went out today to check again. And boom, the squirrels have, like, destroyed them. You know, so the little seeds, like the little uh, green shoots that were coming up under the earth, they've cut them and, you know, it's kind of like annoyed, right? Mm, And so you might notice those little changes every day, but we don't always notice the face of our street, how much it's changed or every new crack that's come up or we notice when they come in and, you know, repave it. Oh, wow, it's all nice. Um, And then we just don't notice everything else. We don't notice every every little change. Uh, that's going on. I agree. Yeah. I think it's just it's just because we spend a lot of time not always being afraid of change, but spending more time involved in what, as you were saying earlier, what we expect to see. Yeah. So we're not gonna we're not gonna be uh, noticing the change because we're involved in what we expect to see, and we we have a great um, addiction. And, uh, you know, attachment or, or in involvement with our thoughts. So we don't, we don't actually experience reality. And I think this is the great manipulation. Mm. Right? So we, we see what, like, like you said, what, what our unconscious beliefs or whatever we think we're supposed to see or, you know, how everyone's looked at us or whatever you've looked at and think you see and that's not really in front of you. Who knows what, what you're seeing, uh, whether it's real or not. But we have to kind of look and go, well, that's what I'm seeing right now. Yeah. And that's, that's real enough. Yeah. But what I think about what I see is the manipulation. Well, I think also what you pick up is a manipulation as well. So if two people walk down the same street and they have a different outlook on the world, they have a different belief system or a different expectation on what life is, they will see completely different things. So someone will see, you know, if they're clappy happy, will see the flowers and the little girl giggling and, you know, the sunshine. And then someone else who thinks, oh, the world's a dangerous place would see the knife on the floor and the broken glass and the dodgy bit of paving slab and the man behind the bins and you know we we could be walking down the same you know having the same life and have completely different experiences based on what the brain feeds back to us because the brain's always filtering and manipulating and distorting what's going on around us in order to match our model of the world so there's manipulation going on there as well but it's kind of self-manipulation as well And I think until we get to that place where we clear all of our filters, we clear all of our expectations and beliefs, we can't really truly see what is happening. That's right. We can't see what is happening till we do. Yeah. And yet still there could be more 
manipulation going on. There's another layer we can't see yet. But again, it doesn't really matter whether I see the knife and you see the flower. Yeah. It's going to depend on my, again, my perspective on, or my thoughts about it. So you saw the, I see the knife and go, oh, wow, while we're walking down the street, I saw a knife. And you might go, wow, I didn't see the knife, but I saw this flower. And I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't see the flower, but you did. Yeah. So we're not, what we think about it isn't a problem. It's, it's what we saw. So we're seeing what yeah. is. It's not like my seeing the knife denies your reality or that, no. It's not that the, seeing the knife denies that the flower is real. Yeah. Yes, true. It's, the manipulation is the, the one I'm talking about that is going to be de- deleterious to oneself, right? So, yes, I'm going to focus on certain things. So when, I, when I'm with a bunch of people, I'm going to notice things that you might not notice yeah. and might not even care about. And you might notice things that I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Neither of them will negate the composite of reality. Yeah. Unless it, someone's a complete tyrant. I say you're wrong. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. No, and there wasn't a knife. I didn't see it. So therefore it doesn't exist. Exactly. Instead of, wow, what a nice surprise that it's so much, (laughs) hey, always, it's so much fun to be with you because you see things I miss. And you go, yeah, me too. You know, you see things I miss, right? I I mean, that's that's half the beauty of my relationship with my partner, right? He sees things I don't see and I see things he doesn't see. And together, you know, you get kind of a bigger picture and it, it helps to see things differently. I mean, I'm I'm doing a weird uh, little exercise. I'm going on line. There are these kind of tutorials on how to draw spirals and things like this. You know, oh, okay. You know, just just something to take my brain away from what I traditionally do because I've I've been pretty repetitive for twenty years doing doing the same thing and I'm like no I just need to get my brain switched now these are just you know drawing a triangle let's say and then you you cut the angle a little bit so it just spirals in on itself you're just making this triangle so you know I, I first did it and I was like wow so where my mind wants to go is not actually a straight line and it was really quite difficult. So I've been practicing a few days now and now I can finally get it to happen, you know, get it to, to yeah, make a nice little triangle, triangle, triangle. It's really nice. <laughs> uh, but originally it was really difficult and I thought, wow, it's so interesting. And you know, there's a whole book called drawing on the right side of the brain. And mm. she talks about, um, that artists can see in two dimensions so that's why they find it easy to put a face on flat paper. Whereas if you're seeing in three dimensions oh, yeah. and you don't trick the brain to see in two dimensions, you're going to just get this awkward, weird looking face. Right. <laughs> so I thought, Oh, it's so fascinating. And one of the exercises was, it was a drawing of a, 
of a, um, what do you call it, an armored knight on a horse. Quite a complex drawing. You, you, you turn the page upside down and you start drawing. Well, miraculously enough, you pretty much draw this gorgeous drawing of, a, of an armored knight on a horse. It's like mind-blowing. I still have it. You know, yeah. my first try, and it's it's almost in, you know, in not perfect proportion, but it's pretty darn proportionate and lots of detail and shading and all kinds of stuff. Turn it the right side and try to draw it. There's just can't do it. There's no, <laughs> <laughs> just can't do it. You know, try to draw the, my fingernail. It's like, no, can't do it. It's taking hours and hours. And, you know, I practiced a while back years ago, like 20 years mm. ago. And I drew a finger over and over and over it again, you know, and then I went to do it again. It's like, oh, my God, <laughs> the, the memory of it is not there. And I thought, wow, this is just so fascinating, right? So, um, I mean, everything in perspective and the more 3D you see, I mean, it's harder to draw something, right? You're going to see it in 3D and you just can't, <laughs> can't draw it. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. So. Um, that tells me a lot about, you know, um, the brain aspect that you're talking about that, yeah, we're going to have filters and we're going to see things certain ways. But I, I think we're, yes, it'll manipulate your reality, but I think that's kind of a, a descriptive of what's going on. And I agree, but the manipulation that I'm talking about is when there's a further distortion. Mm. Right, so a distortion of um, of thinking it's bad or good. This is the kind of manipulation yeah, that okay. mm-hmm. that I think we're both talking yeah, about. So no, it's, absolutely, it's, that's another layer, isn't it? Right, that's the layer that is going to complicate it. Or, but then you, but you were bringing up the unconscious ones that dictate our lives, right? Mm. Yeah. And those are, are pretty heavy duty where, you know, you've got all this unconscious, your, your conscious mind might say, well, I don't want to have an expectation that, you know, I'm going to be chubby and ugly and grow old. <laughs> but unconsciously, you're going to have uh, that expectation. Yeah. You know, even though you're, you're resisting it. So yeah. um, if we're not manipulating, well, kind of like a neutralization of your beliefs. But the only way to neutralize uh, those beliefs is to take a peek at them and see that they're there. Yeah. And also what is motivating, let's say, those beliefs, which could be an identity you find so heinous that you don't want to live into it. You much prefer uh, having a terrible, horrible life that keeps resulting in pain after pain after pain, then why don't I take a peek inside and see what identity I've got trapped in there that I could set free and bring into sunlight, as sunlight is the best disinfectant, and I'll be free of it. Yeah. Right? That's You know, it's a a curiosity to me. Don't swallow bleach, kids. (laughs) You know, you and I, we look at um, work that sets sets us free yeah and you know our yeah. classes everything our classes we do is around thousands that thousands of people yeah. right thousands yeah. and thousands of people there's a guy named schwartz 
and check him out on YouTube. He does a talk on Vedanta. And, you know, he was talking about how this is the, um, this is the work to do. And, you know, he, he, he says people just go to all these different gurus and pick up techniques that he says pretty much makes suffering worse <laughs> and occludes the issue. And I, and I agree with him. Yeah. I agree. Uh-huh. You know, I tried, I, 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 I tried it a lot of things so that I could figure out whether they worked or not. And I would go quite deeply into them. And I came out with a conclusion, this doesn't work. It just, it, you know, just sitting around, uh, there's a, just sitting around meditating all day long um, has its benefits. Yeah. It does, um, of course. But it's it's not necessarily going to be what gives you enlightenment. Yeah. Um, or, or helps you be self-realized. I mean, think about how many people are meditating and meditating and meditating and meditating. It's not a, it's not a, a, a pathway necessarily that will result in full self-realization. You know, you could meditate and it could actually exacerbate the unconscious beliefs. Right, like one of the mm, misinterpretations yeah. that I hear over and over again about meditation is I'll get rid of my thoughts. I make my thoughts go away. And I, and I just look and go, You're, you, you don't know what meditation is then. Yeah. If you think you could get rid of a thought, it's like, well, I'm going to meditate till my blood goes away. <laughs> I'm going to meditate till my, you know, my fingers disappear. Yeah, my leg falls off, yeah. My leg falls off, which could happen if yeah. you sat there long yeah, enough. Too long. <laughs> <laughs> rot away, but it's just kind of ridiculous, right? Mm. No, it's really a lack of 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 really seeing what is and how things function. You know, mm. the mind has thoughts in it. Okay, it has thoughts in it. Getting rid of them is just sort of a, a an idea that your thoughts are bad. Yeah, thoughts so, are just thoughts. Yeah. They're not. good or bad but if i have an expectation that meditation is going to be the path to full realization i it might help more than if i didn't (laughs) well i would i would definitely challenge that your expectation is a thought and that thought would limit any capacity to be Mm self-realized yeah so my expectation is I have a goal and the goal is this. Well, you're going to, if your goal is to get to uh, self-realization, then you think you know what that is. Yeah, but having you the goal you know to get is. there is not going to get there either. Because usually it's when people, <laughs> this thing called surrender, Yeah. right? You often hear that, which is like, yeah, once you surrender the goal, then but you can't surrender volitionally because that means you you can make yourself surrender i i can't if i can make self surrender then just do it yeah you know all i need to do is surrender all i need to do is surrender well then just do it but but i can't i'm (laughs) trying to make it happen oh well now you're back to your catch-22 you've got an idea of what surrender is and you're trying to make that happen it's never going to happen you'll constantly be chasing the same thing surrender is surrender it occurs 
It's not something you can make happen. Mm. And we, we all know that, but we insist that we're going to try. Yeah, but how many things are we trying to make happen? Yeah, as though there's a possibility of taking this delicate dance of synchronistic events going on in the universe, every cell being held together, everybody in its place, not everyone's... Can you imagine if everybody said, well, all I want to do is live by the beach yeah. and be multi-gazillionaire, <laughs> be a pretty crowded corner of the beach. Yeah, be really crowded. Get off our beach. Um, yeah. In the middle of the, <laughs> all the animals be hanging out in the middle of the country going, there's no people. <laughs> where'd they all go? <laughs> yeah, where'd they all go? <laughs> Have they gone inside again? <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. I yes. Guess, quite um, interesting to yeah. think of, you know, how reality functions, which I'm, I'm completely uncertain that we... I don't know that it'll ever work it out. Uh, but, but there is a reality that um, that is in front of us and you don't need a bunch of thoughts to tell you what that reality is. Mm. And usually where the manipulation is, I'm looking at what is in front of me and I'm, I would say, expecting something to be different. Yeah. So, so this is where that you know gets really complex when you think of people being afraid of change. Yet there's this paradox going on: is there's a reality in front of me, and I don't like it, so I want to change it. Right? I want it to change. Mm. So. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. You see people who are stuck. And they're desperate. Well, they're talking that they're desperate for it to change. But you can see every molecule of them is like, I don't want to change this. And I'm going to keep finding things that are really ineffectual at changing it because I don't want to change it. I, I, it's part I, I of my identity almost. Or... I, I know what you're talking about, but I, mm. I, I would say that um, it's not not so clear to me that people don't want to change. Um not not all the time. It's clear to me, though, that they don't want to experience more pain than they already experience. Mm, yeah. Now, yes, we resist change. So if we resist change, then we resist changing the pain into pleasure and we keep ourselves in the same old, which goes back to these examples of if I am trying to be enlightened, I already think I know what enlightenment is, so I'm just going to be chasing my tail all the time. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, it's not that I, it's not necessarily, not necessarily, it could be that they don't want to change. But I think there's a really, really, we can't leave out as we're talking about this, which I know you know, but is the intense fear of, um, of, what could be yeah. if I'm not experiencing what I'm experiencing? This is bad enough for me. Yeah. And I'm really afraid to, to make it any worse. So I'm going to live in my guilt. Yeah. I'm going to live in the same, uh, same old, same old it's uh, that I'm living in. It's only when we look at the same old and say it's scarier to me 
to live in the same old than it would be to go into my freedom. Yeah. So that that to me is you know when when I was a kid, you know, there was always a quite a big talk about freedom and and that freedom means yes you're you're going to experience everything and i would much rather be in freedom than i would be experiencing the same old yeah you know so i used to say i'd rather kill myself than stay in the same mess yeah now i didn't kill myself physically but i wanted to kill that part of me that was remaining in the same old that was my quest is to figure out what the heck is this thing keeping me in the same old when i'm so willing to dive into the new yeah and then eventually you know uh, uh finding uh, those those beliefs and the engagement or the involvement in my mind that i'm under the spell of my mind that keeps me in the same old even believing for a moment that my mind has has any it has no uh no relationship to what i see the mm. thoughts passing through my mind have no relationship to to life to me to reality it's just like apart from i see them right so they're birds flying in the air i see them they're lovely some might be gross i don't know if you've ever seen a, yeah, gross bird, a vulture yeah. <laughs> eating it at carrion that's disgusting mm. okay yeah those are the same as the thoughts they're little birdies flying in my head and it you know it's whether i get involved with them yeah like uh oh that that uh person should or should not be doing that you know well yeah Yeah, the labeling things again aren't you that's good that's bad that's right that's wrong yeah exactly and of course people are going to say but there is a right and wrong and there is a mm, or is a... Uh, well it's it's <laughs> going to depend on who thinks what's right or wrong yeah. <laughs> and of course you know we we can go back to you know we know that resentment and jealousy are going to lead you down a suffering path you're going to you're going to suffer more so yeah. there's already suffering coming we know how do, how do we know suffering's coming well you know you wake up and you don't feel so good or you're aging you're going to die it's coming you're going <laughs> to die yeah. i mean we're aware that we are going to die yeah that's that's enough to kind of go well yeah there's suffering yeah you know, so, So at But, the minimum, what can I do not to make things worse? Yeah, I could you spend know, all day going, oh, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. Or you can just get on with the day. You know? <laughs> or, or not make it worse. Yeah. But like focusing on it could make your it doorstep, worse. Yeah. And it's not so much get on with my day. It's how do I, how do I minimize the 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 making it worse i think making it worse is the best way yeah. to look at it how do i minimize this so if i get all dramatic about it or i say it's really bad instead of oh wait a minute something's going on um you know what what is the thing i can do that is the least um yeah the least deleterious yeah. right so you know if we If we have emotions and we say, well, I'm feeling stuff, 
feeling a bunch of emotions, why don't I suppress them? Well, you're definitely making it worse. Um, if you have a bunch of emotions and you think that the best way to deal with an emotion is to scream it at the top of your lungs, well, that's not making it better. Yeah. So, so either of those thoughts are just sort of conditionings. Oh, you know, I should express my emotions. I should express how I feel. Well, really? You know, it's not something to think about, express how you feel. But what happens to, to most people is, well, if I don't express it, then I suppress it. Well, there you go. Now you're, you're in the limitation of the options. Mm. Right? So when you go to pee, it feels really good, right? You can have a buildup of pee and it gets stressful and you're like, oh, my God, i got to get to the bathroom. And you get to the bathroom. It's like, ah, oh, let it go. <laughs> You know, so it's not like I sit down and go, well, I expressed my pee. Yeah. You know, I suppressed my pee. Well, I held it. So, I mean, you can let your pee go at any time, but it's going to be rather uncomfortable. <laughs> you might be a bit wet. damp all afternoon. Yeah, you'll be <laughs> damp and get rash and all kinds yeah. of stuff and you'll smell and, you know, it might not, it, it would make things worse, worse. if you peed. <laughs> right. So um, I'm kind of just bringing this up. It might be a silly example, but I don't think these examples are silly. I'm experiencing an emotion, so I feel my anger. I feel angry. Well, feel it. You yeah. know, but most people try to do something with it. I've got to let it, it out. Yeah. i got to keep it down. I, no, you don't. You acknowledge it. That's it. Like, oh, I have to pee. Yeah. Not like a big debate, you know. I should learn how to suppress my pee and never pee. That's like, who does that? <laughs> You're pathological you if you do it, yeah. or you run around and you every time you have to pee, you just let it out. I mean, it, and neither of those things are going to work for you. They're not going to be healthy. Yet we do it with our emotions, mm. right? And then we do the same thing with our thoughts. Gotta get every single thought in my head has got to come out. They're all valid. <laughs> They're all valid. And, you know, I am one of those people. You know, when I was young, I would talk so fast and try to get everything out so, you know, I'd be clearly understood. And I look back and I go, wow, that was just unnecessary. That's just a bunch of rubbish. Bunch of rubbish as though any of that makes any sense. Or has anything to do with reality? Reality is, I'm looking out my window right now. I see a bunch of things. That's it's it's so interesting when I when I do these podcasts with you, Eloise. That because mm. I rarely look to my left, which is where my window is. Usually, I'm looking straight at the computer screen, yeah. making sure the recording is going. And um, yeah, I don't look out the window. Very, like maybe my head will turn. But while I'm talking to you, it's fascinating that I actually, it's like the, the work that we're doing draws me to towards the outside looking at reality. Yeah. And we've been talking for I don't know how long right now, and nothing has moved. There's not a leaf, there's not a branch. <laughs> There's not a, not a soul 
you know, in this last hour or whatever has, has gone by. Oh, I just saw a branch move. Yeah. Um, and usually there's a squirrel or a bird. They're just, they haven't appeared. I can see the house across the street. It's just so static. And, you know, I think how much we're running around or we're, when we're in our thoughts, how tiring that is. It's so busy, busy, busy. And yet when I'm, when I'm working with you, there's no, there's no thoughts. This is just sort of come. I I don't actually think this out very well. There are moments where I have to, uh, well, no, no, how could I, I think it out as I'm talking, but there are no thoughts, meaning I don't hear my thoughts. Uh, They are usurped by using the mind for what it was designed for, which is to think. That doesn't mean I'm thinking well all the time, which many of you out there could attest to and go, well, Tarion, that was rather a terrible reasoning you came to. That's absolutely fine. But I'm, I'm using the mind for what it was designed for, whether it's, it's, it's proper thinking or not, I'm practicing it. And as I do that, and I'm thinking, what is, I'm, I'm thinking, meaning the active component of using the mind for what it was designed for, which is to think, not follow thoughts. Mm. I, I'll repeat this over and over again, because most people can't hear that. They hear the same thing, right? Some yeah. people hear, I'm thinking, which means I'm listening to my thoughts, rather than thinking you know, something so different. And when I'm doing this, I just look at life and go, that's all it is. I see a corner of a brick wall. I see, you know, the, the one tree on my property, a tree on the sidewalk, a tree on the other side of the sidewalk, two trees on the property across from me, and then a tree um, in the near background, and then another tree in the far background. This is just like uh, four feet by three feet. That's all I'm looking through as a window. Mm. And I see that many trees. Um, really, it's just... That's it. That's reality. It's it's alive. Yeah. It's quiet, and that's it. But we're we you know when we're following our thoughts, we think we're so important, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got stuff that needs to be understood, and hear all these thoughts in my head that require understanding. Um, it's quite. Oh, there's the mailman. So there we go. Oh. There's some, the mailman <laughs> is going into the neighbors. Oh. Fascinating, fascinating. Yeah. You know, just looking at like there's a mailman going by. Yeah. Well, it was funny when you said, oh, look out the window. I looked out the window and saw my friend Jill running down the street. I never look out the window and see anyone I know. So that was great synchronicity. <laughs> that is, isn't it, right? Yeah. So you never see anybody and then you see someone. It's like, yeah, there's life. Life yeah. is quite, quite... Why uh, is she running? <laughs> It's quite simple, isn't yeah. it? It's really the mind that complicates, right? Yeah. That that makes things. And it doesn't mean it's not. I mean, it's simple, but there's complexity. There's yeah. vegetation, buildings. There's there's metal. There are poles. There's you know wood. There's brick. There's we're giving it a sky. There's oxygen. Yeah. There's wow. There's there's everything going on within this this tree in front of me fascinating right and yet we we you know and i know a lot of people listening going oh i wish i could just look at those things and not have all these thoughts yeah don't do that the thoughts will always be there it's your involvement 
with those thoughts that are the yeah. problem. Yeah. And not knowing exactly what the mind is for, which is for thinking. You know, it's learning to, uh, I think you might be able to attest to this, but I can ask a question, um, just one in a session. Like, let's say somebody starts talking, giving me feedback on what they'd like to work with, and I'll ask one question. And they will talk 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. Never answer the question. <laughs> yeah, they just go off on another tangent. It's they'll like they bring up a problem and you're like, okay, let's explore that problem. And then they're like, oh, but there's other problem and there's other problem and there's other problem. Exactly. It's just a catalyst for mm. the next thought and the next thought. And they can't remain um, focused. And I, I, you know, I can talk about this. I like to always point this out. It's because I did it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I do this work because I, it was what I needed. And likely still need. I'm still learning how to think. Um, still learning, you know, d- different ways to uh, use the mind. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think a good reference would be this guy on YouTube yeah. named Schwartz. Uh, Schwartz, I think it's just S-W-A-R-T-Z. And he talks about Vedanta. It's kind of really interesting. Yeah. Um, to just just kind of what I like to talk about yeah. well, from a different a perspective, it, and I'll add it to the the cool notes. Yeah, the only thing is, can I find that that exact link? <laughs> you have to let me just go on to. Well, yeah. I'll find it later. Yeah. Yes, I will let you know. I'm already typing it in to see where he would be, and I'll send you the link. Yeah, I'll add All right. it. Right, I think notes. that's good, and we can go on and. Uh, I think continue. I think we can come up with more perspectives on this. This is, gosh, such incredible, incredible, incredible um, topic, right? Yeah. Is all the ways in which we manipulate ourselves. Perfect. All right, my darling. I will see you next week. Love Um, to everyone out in podcast land. land. Dose of truth. (laughs) Please comment, give us feedback, let us know what topics you like, dislike. You know, if you have questions, if you'd like to uh, help us think better. Yeah, stimulate some thoughts. And we can thunk. (laughs) Thank you so much. Okay, take care, everyone. Bye.